Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. And right now, Mike is going to ask us all the football questions. All right. So what do you think of this Dallas-Detroit game coming up? We I, lost. De- Detroit really we won, but we lost. Okay. So the Cowboys aren't playing this week. Shut up, Mike. All right. So this has to do with kind of Dak and McCarthy, the first question, but not specifically on them. This is an NFL question because there's obviously a lot of debate at this station nationally on Mike McCarthy. On Dak, like yesterday, I was at the AT and T store with my kid because he his phone broke, so we're getting a new phone, and I was watching the show with uh, LaShawn McCoy and Acho, and they said, will you ever be able to trust Dak again? And the consensus was no, not no. at all. And so they also asked, should Mike McCarthy be fired? And that was a 50-50, I think, thing. It might have been – I'm not sure if Acho ever answered, but McCoy, and I'm sorry, the lady, said yes. The other guy who played for McCarthy – Taylor. Joy Taylor and and the I think the other guy might I don't think it's Greg Jennings but I could I don't think it is I think he's a former Green Bay wide receiver James Jones I think so and he said no I would not fire McCarthy after winning three years in a row twelve games each year so just to give you an idea that's that but here's my question are there more good quarterbacks in the NFL right now or more good coaches head coaches um man we thought that we were hitting an era of the golden era of quarterbacks and maybe because Rodgers and Brady weren't involved in the conversation as well as those young players. Cause Joe Burrow was hurt this year too. Uh, the quarterback play I felt was down this year and I felt this, the overall NFL product was rather sloppy and I think there are still good coaches, but some, a lot of the good coaches are gone. So I will stay, I will say there's better coaches than there are quarterbacks, but those coaches are also, in charge of developing and creating those quarterbacks. Oh, man. If I say quarterbacks, does that mean me and RJ are aligned? I don't want to say that coaching doesn't matter. I just want to say I think you there's better You don't have to be aligned with RJ on everything. Okay. You can, like, you can, he has some salient points. Obviously, no, he he's does. only made boys and you've only made boys. I just don't want to be in the camp that say coaches don't matter. Uh, because I do think that, but I will say I think there's better quarterbacks. I understand wow. how easy it is to change a head coach. They're, yes, they have a guaranteed contract. They're making, I don't know, 5 to $8 million a year approximately. So a quarterback's making 40 to $60 million a year now. So I understand it's easier to change the head coach and then not blame the quarterback. But I was just wondering. I, I don't. There's no right answer here. It's just... You know, we talk about how it's like, change this coach, change that coach, change this, change that. And you're like, man, it's it's an awesome thing, the coaching carousel, because then you kind of don't blame the quarterback. Okay, my next question has to do with the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Maybe a little bit too harsh, but you can expand on your answer here. 
Is Jalen Hurts the next Carson Wentz? Cool. In uh, terms of close to an MVP and then fell off a cliff? Yeah. Because after the 18 season. And it seemed like it only. Seemed like, oh, it's Carson's just coming back from injury. I, this, he'll be back to 17. He's better than Dak. And, I mean, he just fell off the face of the earth. And I'm just wondering, Jalen Hurts was average this year in the NFL? Yeah. He was above average for a while, comebacks and stuff. But, I mean, I'm just. It was a horrible two-month stretch for him. Seems like that coaching staff two years ago knew exactly how to use him, and nobody else would have been able to use Jalen Hurts in that way. And then this year, that it, it there were still appearances of that of that at times, but then it all fell apart. And if that coaching, if Sirianni's not there, will another coach know how to come in and use Jalen Hurts the right way? Um, I I think he has more time, Jalen. Remember Carson Wentz's big problem, Mike, was that he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he won the Super Bowl. And mentally, he I don't think he could get over the hurdle that any team, any quarterback kind of like Nick Foles was able to take that team to do it, and he wasn't the leader, and nobody ever really looked at him that way again. No, I, don't, I think Jalen Hurts has a little more there. I agree. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree with that as well. Sorry, I was looking at the – structure of his contract too to see how long before it like really really hits and i think he's got one more year under a pretty manageable number at 21 million but he has enough guarantees they have to keep him right? no no they are going to keep him i'm just saying in terms of like how you continue to build the roster i think he'll end up being better than carson wentz but i understand why you asked that question yeah and now they're gonna have to get rid of more players because now they have to pay the quarterback it's amazing on rookie deals what you can put around Brock Purdy's and Jalen Hurts. And then once you get Dak, you're like, Dak, you have to carry a team. And obviously he can't. All right. So next question is on Dak Prescott. When can Dak go to a major sporting event in DFW and not get booed? Or would he just not like if he went to, I know they're playing at LA tonight, the Mavericks. If this game was at home and Dak had front row tickets to the Lakers and the Mavs game, and they showed Dak on the big screen, what would Mavericks fans, I'll say they're Maverick fans at the moment, obviously Cowboy fans too, what would they do if they showed Dak on the big screen right now at the Maverick game? I think it'd be 60% cheers and 40% boos. I think he would get enough audible boos throughout the rest of the football season. Once we get into later February, March, maybe not, but I think for now he'd get a pretty sizable amount of booze. Okay. Let's I'm gonna ask this question because I, I somewhat agree with this. I know this isn't happening, and he would probably say no because he wouldn't want this. If like the Rangers asked Dak Prescott to throw out the first pitch of opening day, uh-huh, would he get all cheer like would you could you even hear any booze if Dak Prescott took the mound on I don't even know if it's April first. I'm just throwing out that date. And I barely heard the cheers when Juan Gonzalez walked out there. Man, that was <laughs> that was disappointing. So for as amazing for as this Rangers yeah. fan base was most of the year, they were gigantic letdowns for Juan Gonzalez. Because obviously that would be April. That'd be past the Super Bowl. I think he'd get mostly cheered. Like Pretty hard. And I think I think in that instance, a lot of times people are like, you're here for my team. So I appreciate you being here for my team. I wonder how much him and his agent slash PR team have to think about things like that. I have no clue. I just don't know. Like if he wants to go to a Maverick game like they're playing, I have no clue who Dak likes. Probably Eric Dampier from Mississippi State. So if Eric Dampier was in the NBA still playing, 
Like, and he's like, I got to go see my guy, Eric. Uh, I'm just wondering I if I don't know about any of that, just for the record. He just, he just likes going to the games. If his P- to- I was just wondering if his PR team would say, Dak, let's, let's hold back on uh, that right yes. now. Or just, if you're going to go, sit back in the suite. You know, sit back in the suite. Not, not, not front and center in the suite. Just sit back in the, in the shadows of the suite. You can watch the game. Okay. I think they would. Next question. Obviously, Dak is taking a lot of heat locally nationally for that loss will lamar jackson take more heat next week if he loses to the houston texans than dak took losing to the green bay packers i think so because this would be the second mvp season in which they got a buy were double digit favorites and and lost i i think he would get crushed and he would instantaneously, to me, fall into the category once again of regular season is now irrelevant. Irrelevant. The this is interesting because I think that he and that Dak and McCarthy are kind of in the same boat right now, right? Where they're catching flack from everybody. What about John Harbaugh? What is what what do you what do you think about him when you think about John Harbaugh's history? Do you think dude's just a winner? Uh, and and his playoff success. Is paired off, paired up with Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, but he did win a Super Bowl before. I think that's his saving grace. But how long has that been? Now? Yeah, I feel like it's been. Has it been two? since Colin Kaepernick was in the NFL? Yes. Has he had two wins like in the playoffs since then? So I, it's that's kind of where yeah. I'm like, I think they would both be in that same boat as Dak and McCarthy are right I now. I think that's a great question, even though I'm asking the football gotcha. questions, Corey. But yeah, my, I think, my bad. I think your question is interesting because. I give John Harbaugh a lot of credit. I don't know how many teams could have taken Lamar Jackson and put together a system that made him an MVP his first full season at quarterback. Right. Would have gone 6-1, and one, inserting him into his rookie year, being a completely different quarterback than I believe Joe Flacco was the starting quarterback to start that year. So I look at him and go, I give him a lot of credit for that because I just wonder, if Lamar Jackson would have gone number one overall, would have Cleveland – had as much success and made Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson? It's hard to say. I like I tend to say Cleveland no, could have never done that. But yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. All right. Next football question. The Green Bay Packers. They look like they could win it all on Sunday, the way that they destroyed the right. Dallas Cowboys. Do you think they look anything like that against the San Francisco 49ers? No, I don't. I hope they do. That would make me feel a lot better if we're like, oh, well, regular season just hid how good this team was ready to break out as the youngest team in the playoffs. But no, I don't. I think they're going to be systematically broken down. They, they they were they had a really good game plan to take Mike out of the game, uh, and they did that effectively. Um they had a really good game plan to set up Ooh. their offense. I ask all the football questions. Maybe we should have a segment called Michael Micah never answers any of the football <laughs> questions. Uh, I, but I agree with Kevin. I don't think they look as dominant against San Francisco as they did against Cowboys. Okay, so I think Kevin kind of answered this. So, Corey, I'll go back to you on it. Will it make you feel better about the Cowboys' loss if Green Bay plays that good and finds a way to beat San Francisco? Will you go, well, gosh, i got to take a little bit of pressure off of McCarthy and Dak because this team is now 
somehow playing better than all the two best teams in the regular season. Yeah, probably and for the NFC. It would probably make me feel a little bit better. And I mean, because my biggest fear was that Jordan Love was better than we thought he was. And then he comes out and looked better than I think anybody expected him to look. Yeah. So it might make me feel a little better, but I still have to look at my team. I still have to look at the reality and self-scout my team and why they did not show up. Kevin, how will you be more mad if San Francisco wins this game 40 to 10? I think I think I will, but I don't know why. Like you lost. What difference does it make now? You know, but I I think I will be cuz I'll be like, "Oh, okay. So they in fact were not that great and they're just a young team who was ready to get beat down if you had the team available to do it." So at the end of the season, I argued that C.D. Lamb has a strong case for Offensive Player of the Year when taking out quarterbacks, looking at Tyree Kill, looking at uh, Christian McCaffrey. I want to know y'all's opinion on C.D. Lamb. We've discussed it a hair. We've obviously concentrated a lot more about the defense and about Dak and about McCarthy and stuff like that. I want to know y'all's opinion. Last football question here. I want to know y'all's opinion. How much did it change or at all about C.D. Lamb after the playoff game? I mean, he still got numbers at the end of it, but did anybody care at that point? Yeah. I, I think just assessing this entire year, I saw saw what I wanted to see from the wide receiver. Uh, I believe I can take him further down the road. Now, do I have across the board, if they say we're going to take him out of a game, if, uh, which they – they did a really good job of it. And Dak, to be honest, Dak had a hard time finding him. Uh, Dak had a very difficult time trying to figure out what Green Bay was doing and then panicked and went away from him. So I think I'm fine with what CeeDee Lamb put out there. Yeah, I th- I, I think I am. He's a bona fide star. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering about the dude, I, I'm just going to use, well, complaining instead of the B word. Sure. Like what? And maybe he's right. Maybe Dak was so scared of the moment. He's he's furious that his quarterback, who was so good, not for 17 games, but for the regular season, all of a sudden was panicking in his throws and panicking in his decisions that maybe CD had a right to go pull your head out of your butt, dude. Uh, but maybe he was also wrong in that he was getting upset about himself, like not himself, but his own stuff. And affecting the team. Like, I don't know. I, I will never know. And I think it could be both, but I think you've seen him get way better since year one. Like, I think you've seen the yeah. progression to be like, yeah, hey, I wish you wouldn't have done that, but I've seen your progression enough that we'll work on that. Yeah, and this is not fair what I'm going to say to end this, and it's yeah. not fair. This is not fair. I said Did it three times. Say it? I'm going to say it. Okay. Okay? Is I just don't think other MVP candidate quarterbacks and MVP type quarterbacks. I don't think they're wide receivers and I'm probably wrong on this. This is not fair. I just don't remember Randy Moss or Wes Welker screaming or complaining about Tom Brady in the huddle. Or I don't remember Marvin Harrison complaining about Peyton Manning. And I know I'm using way too high a standards there, but I don't know. Michael Thomas, who plays in three games a year, I don't remember him complaining about Drew Brees. I feel like not giving CD uh, an excuse, and I'm not trying to pick on deck. I'm just trying to think in my head. I'm sure there's plenty of football fans that go, oh, remember when this person did this to Aaron Rodgers or something like that. I just, I'm not remembering early in the game. Guy saying, pull your head out of your butt, quarterback. And the quarterback's like, well, I'm not going to pull my head out of my butt. 
or the KNC masterpiece. I refuse to. <laughs> right here on if you put on a green jersey, I'd hit you right in your numbers. The fan coming up next. What's the weirdest edict or rule your parents ever had for you? Truckwreck.com, text line 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. The Cleveland Browns have fired offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. His response, on to the next one. Proud of my time here. Which I do really like that answer. But we're going to do something not sports related right here. You can tell Bob Stoops is coming up soon because, because Corey's cleaning. OU Corey's trying to clean it up to make Stoops feel comfortable. I like it. Now, this is something that my wife said the other day, and I swear I've never heard this in my life. And maybe people will pour in and be like, oh, yeah, I know that. She goes, you know what one of my favorite parts about being an adult is? And I said, what's that? And she goes, you get to put your knees on the couch. I looked at her and said, what? And she goes, when I was growing up, my dad always said, don't put your knees in the couch. Or like, don't get onto the couch knees first. I have never heard that rule in my entire life. So what I wanted to know is, what's the weirdest edict or rule or whatever that your parents had for you? Man, that is a... That's an interesting one because turning on the light in the car felt like the big one. That always felt like, because my mom would be like, I, we had a little S10 blazer. And Mike, back then, in, in a different- You didn't grow up in Plano. It was a different time. That was uh, East We would fit about 10 kids in the back of that S10 blazer. Right. None of us were seat belted. Like it sure. was just all of us. And we'd turn that little light switch on in the back, and the parents can't reach back there and turn it off. So what do they say? Turn that law. off. It's against the yep. law. And you're like, oh, no. And then police officers are like, "That's ne- that was never true. I seriously would get nervous if that ever happened and there was a cop nearby. I was like, oh, my God. And I tried to move my <laughs> hand like in slow motion to push the button. Like the cop's not going to see that. And and the, the thing about it, too, is to make it like make sense as a kid, I was like, I don't I still didn't know why. It didn't make any sense for it being against the law, except for it distracts dad while he's driving. And that is why it should be against the I don't like driving 
uh, in my car if the kids have the overhead lights on in the back seat. I do feel like I don't see as well. I oh, can still okay. see, but I do not feel like I can see as well. From the 972, this person's a fan of you, Mike. My parents wouldn't allow me to watch the Bart Simpson show or play video games. Same. I, my parents wouldn't. They thought that it was crude. Uh, and they they were they were not fans of. They that didn't show. want you to act like Bart. Yeah, then but they didn't watch the show to confirm that. You know, they didn't watch it to confirm them for themselves. True. They just heard some things and were like, "Nope, you're not allowed to watch that." Or maybe it just annoyed them hearing the voices and I they didn't like that. that. But they also wouldn't let me like watch uh like listen to Green Day, oh. and there were some like punk rock bands and some other rock bands. So I, it was much later in high school when I really started hearing like my, the music I wanted to hear. From the 817. Like two Live Crew. Yep. Would we put Two Live Crew and Green Day in the same category? Well, that was something my parents didn't want okay. me listening okay. to. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes, just like Two Live Crew, Mike. Fair enough. <laughs> From the 817. This is amazing. The weirdest rule my friend's parents had was you couldn't leave the table until you ate everything on your plate. But the weird part is they really meant it more than other parents. I recall being at my friend's house at 10 p.m. and walking through a dark, fully clean kitchen, and ex- you would see people, they said, you're going to stay here or fall asleep. Oh, really? Dang. That is the level of commitment where I feel like I would give up, and I'd be like, fine, you win. You just fall asleep? Uh, no, stay just there. let the kid up from yeah. the table. No, absolutely, I wouldn't eat it. Because that's what happened at a babysitter's house once, and my mom picked me up, and she's like, oh, how did his day go? And the babysitter was like, yeah, well, I mean, he sat at that table all day because he wouldn't eat what we made for lunch. I don't remember what, what they did made your mom, for lunch. Did your mom, like, reward you for that? Or did no. she, did she like, because if she rewarded you, I can see you being like, see, no. that's how I win. She didn't, ha- she didn't reward me. We just had a conversation oh. about, hey, spoiler alert, I've been stubborn for a really long time. <laughs> so there's that. But- also, here was the one from my mom that it took me forever to figure this out. She would go up to me and my sister if we had done something wrong or she knew we did something wrong and said that if we confessed before she went and looked at the videotape because she had cameras all across our house, that we would get less of a punishment. Now, I see the look on your face, Mike. I was a child, and I truly believe that my mom had cameras all across the house and could see everything that we had done. And so finally, I don't remember what age I was, but she said it was one of the worst days when I said, okay, check the tape. Because I was older than my sister, and she goes, that system worked on you guys for so long because we would totally rat each other out or give rat ourselves out so we could get a lesser punishment. Do I know if it was a lesser punishment? No. It was probably the same. Uh, we have my middle son, Carter, convinced that we have cameras in certain spots of the house. And because like one day we do something was missing just in, in our house. We don't in our house. We have them outside, but I have one, two inside one day he did. He had done something or somebody in the house had done something. And I said, I think it was you Carter. And he goes, why do you think that? And I said, well, I'm going to go check the tape. And he, and I came back out and I was like, yep, it's you. And he goes, how, where are the cameras? And I was like, now I know it was you. Uh, Adrian's grandmother, not her, but her parents, so her great-grandparents, told her that they weren't allowed to read books. Any books? Any books. You are not allowed to read what? books. So what they would do is they would sneak books into their room and read them at bedtime because they it was taboo to read books. And so they were excited when they got a chance to read a book when the parent wasn't around. Parents tricked them. 
parents tricked them into being avid readers by telling them they couldn't read books. Okay, see, I, I, I see the appeal for that. Now, this is different than the rule I always heard from the 817. Wait 15 minutes after you eat until go back you swimming. I always heard it was 30 minutes. Okay. Is I just knew it was a certain amount of time. And, like, I wanted to know if somewhere in history there was this rash of people that had died because they had been eating and they got right back in the pool and they just all drowned. And that I think they just cramped up and then got eaten by sharks. Okay, in a pool? Mm-hmm. Or in the ocean. Okay. From the 601, I wasn't allowed to dunk my cookies in milk because my parents said it was nasty. That, <laughs> so that's I mean, just a personal preference thing that they're like, no. Yeah. No. Well, and if, especially if it was Oreos. You're like, get those Oreos out of here. Those are disgusting. Yeah. I don't, I don't if know. If it was chocolate chip, that's fine. From but the, Oreos are bad. From the 214, only dad was allowed to fart in the car. <laughs> that's... And, and his price smelt the most. You know, and, and hold on, is mom in there like agreeing with that, or is she? Or did they team up and they're like, "Hey, look, you're the one that's allowed, but you're not going to do See, it." These I, kids, though, they're just back there doing it. We do, tell them. How do girls hold it more than we can? <laughs> Willpower. We just don't speak about it. We just roll. I just roll the window down. Oh, if you it do? Happens more in the car. I lock the windows. Oh my god! Just, and then I tell them this is why we're here. What does what does that even mean? They know. So I remember this wasn't like a major rule, but definitely a sit down moment. Once I signed professionally out of high school, I wanted to marry my girlfriend at the time, who is my wife now. But they said <laughs> they strongly suggested. They said, "Why don't you let Sue graduate college, see what she wants to do with her life, and after she graduates college, we uh, would say we're okay with you asking her to marry you." So. That was a rule, kind of. Did you think, can you look back at it now and think it was a good rule, or do you still, still think it was I think he still thinks it was dumb. I think it's a bad rule. Look, <laughs> Evan Carter got married at like 19 or 20 years old, and look at him. Yeah. Wyatt Lankford's if, married. If, if Wyatt Lankford, if I would have just got or married engaged. earlier, I would have been Wyatt Lankford or Evan Carter. That's a possibility, Mike. Everything would have just gone right in your yeah. career. Do you Instead, think that alternate timeline exists? Where he sets like the strikeout record against Barry Bonds. Yes. Instead of, <laughs> instead of the other one. Like, yeah. Oh, Lordy, Mike Bassick. And he throws another heater, 88, right by Bonds. Yeah, that was it. That was the one that ruined me. <laughs> that from, rule. It's probably, good, it's probably a good rule. From the 8 to 8, I'm curious about this. My parents wouldn't let me read or watch Harry Potter, but then they let me watch Lord of the Rings and Narnia. I at least get Narnia because. There's a lot of like Christian folks who are like, hey, that line's an allegory for Jesus and stuff. And I get that. But I did, I'm going to say know somebody who would not allow their daughter to read a book about witches. And I was like, but why? It's not real. Salem? Yeah. You're no. trying to say witches aren't real? No, it was about. Salem's Lot? No, That's a vampire book. No, it was like some book. teen fiction thing about like witches and stuff. I was like, do you think she's going to want to be a witch? The craft? If she, I don't remember what it, I don't think it was the craft. It was a good movie. Even to this day, I'd still I still get down with that movie. So you know why? I yes, I, I was curious about that. All right, Alec, do you have a rule from your childhood that your parents that you were like, what? Yeah, I couldn't listen to Usher growing up. That was a big one. I, I think for obvious yeah. reasons, it's probably probably a smart decision. You know, he was real big when I was like ten, so probably not a good thing. And then at eight o'clock each night. I had to turn off the cartoons and put it on Food Network. 
because they thought that would make me fall asleep, but I ended up just watching Guy Fieri all night. Oh, and that inspired him to get all those tattoos. Is that what inspired you to get all the tattoos? Yes, Guy Fieri is my living inspiration. I knew it. That's cool. Yeah. From the, man, there are a lot of people on here from the 214. No Harry Potter because magic is satanic. From the 469, Mama wouldn't let me watch Harry Potter or Pokemon. She thought it was evil witchery. Harry Potter, I at least kind of get because those kids like might be your age or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pokemon's a cartoon. Yes. That shows how to become a demon. Does it? Yeah. By letting your wild side out. Is that right? Yeah, you throw the Pokemon ball, and then you let loose all the... All, I don't know, man. I'm just making that up. And there are a lot of people who weren't allowed to watch things. From the 214, my parent, my friend's parents would buy salad anytime they bought pizza. You had to eat two bowls of salad before you could have any pizza. Well, I mean, like, isn't that in, I like in, it. in Soda's world, isn't it? Two cups of, uh, vegetables. of vegetables are one of the key factors at uh, mealtime. So maybe that's a good, that was a good point. From the 817, we weren't allowed to watch channel. We weren't allowed to watch TV after 10 p.m. We still did it, though. Is, man, some of these rules are freaking wild. But, yeah, this all goes back to now my wife likes that she can sit on her knees on the couch or drive her knees into the couch. Can she do that She's at her parents' house now? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Just watch that spot that she puts her knee into all the it's time. Gonna the it's going to wear now. and break before any other Can spot she in the please couch. do that the next time yes. you go to your in-laws? And we'll see what lead, happens. Lead with your knees. I mean, I know you guys got to fly to New York and everything. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's where not, Mr. Drummond is. It's yeah. not close. It's not Mr. Drummond. What you talking well, about, Mr. Drummond? Yeah. Kevin. That's, that's true. It's the Drummond compound in oh Paradise. Wow. Because they live right next to each other. Oh, they moved from that, that condo in New York, and they sold that, and they were able to buy lots of land. In Waco? No, it's He just not. said Paradise, Mike. He just, oh, we got to go. We got, a, we got yeah, stoops. Sorry. I thought you said a compound. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, unless he was listening to that segment, <laughs> College Football <laughs> Hall of Famer, former national champion, and current coach of the XFL champion Arlington Renegades as they move into the UFL. It's Bob Stoops. We'll have him in studio next on The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And it's 15 yards to keep the game alive. Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now in studio with us, College Football Hall of Famer, national champion, current coach of the XFL champion Arlington Renegades as we move into the new league. It is Bob Stoops. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Kevin. Good to be with you, uh, Mike and Corey. Uh, Understand I'm with the number one. You're damn right about that. <laughs> day show, yeah. Daytime show in uh, in the Dallas area, right? That is a fact. Thank you very I'm much. I'm just bragging on you. That's Thank all. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate it because yeah. I was worried this would be contentious because, you know, Mike's a tech guy. I went to Texas A&M. So 
Corey is going to be your biggest yeah, ally. Lifetime Sooner here. fan. I just uh, landed at UNT, so All that's right. how it goes. Well, you, I'll side with you, Corey. These guys. Uh, well, I'm not going to say anything about these. Others. I appreciate they're, they're it. Good guys. They're so good people. Yeah, you, we, you know, we deal with them. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it's been a tough run for some of us in football. Is I asked this about. We talked to Daryl Moose Johnston a couple weeks ago. My proposal, and I want to know if you would support this, is what should have happened with the new league is you should have taken your game coming up on February 24th, and it was winner take all. So if y'all win, all the XFL teams make up the new league. And if you lost, all the USFL teams would have made up the new league. That would have popped a hell of a rating. That would have been fun. But uh, it's going to be great as it is. You know, we've got two two leagues uh, that merged, USFL and XFL. Brought four teams from each league. So we're going to have the XFL division. It'll be Arlington Renegades along with uh, San Antonio and uh, D.C. and St. Uh, Louis. St. Louis. And then the USFL will be the other division and all under the umbrella of the UFL. So it's uh, it'll be exciting, fun. It's going to be, I, I think the people are going to really appreciate the talent. Now that you've eliminated eight teams, now you got the best of the players from from sixteen teams down to eight, you know, when you had two different leagues. So it's it's going to be competitive. It's going to be exciting and fun. I'm kind of curious with with coaching this kind of group of guys because in the NFL it's like an absurd amount of money that these guys are making. In college, there's a lot of motivation either to get to the next level or to stay in school. Coaching this this kind of group, what's the difference for you? There, it's a it's a blast. Uh, you know, these guys just that you as you said, they they still want to get to the next level, which is the NFL. A lot of them are still in a great place to to get there, talented enough. You think of the just think of the last five ten guys cut from every NFL team. That's who these guys are, and they're those are good football players. And so the you know so they and they're still hungry to get back to that level. So. They're really easy to coach. They're going to do anything you want them to do. They pick up the game fast because they've all played so much football before that, you know, they pick up the schemes and, and you know, and your techniques really quickly and uh, a lot of fun to coach. And uh, it's real enjoy. It's, it's enjoyable. You know, I don't, I don't have any babysitting, you know, I got, I got one rule. There are no rules. Just don't be a jerk. There you go. <laughs> be, a, be a good guy, be a good teammate. And we're all gonna we're all gonna enjoy this experience, you know. That's that's what we're after, and it's 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 fun to coach them. And do you say jerk, or is that a sanitized version of that word? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of trouble here this okay. one day while I'm on the radio. <laughs> what, what was the? I'm really curious what the merger process was like because there have been ups and downs for both the USFL and the XFL prior to the UFL forming. And I get that it formed at least partially out of necessity. How did you track all this knowing that you probably weren't going to be able to do anything about it until all was said and done? Yeah, that's basically it because we were, they weren't asking me for my opinion, you know? Right. So it's, it's all the top bosses, the owners, the ownership group, which for us consisted of Dwayne Johnson uh, and uh, Danny Garcia and Redbird Capital. And, uh, and they were involved. I think the positive out of it all is now, it, it you know, we were kind of ABC, ESPN, covered by all of them. The USFL was Fox. But now we're all together. So now, to me, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot more viewership, uh, not competing against each other for, you know, for time. So all of that together, I, I think it's a really strong ownership group. And I, I really believe it's going to be 
uh, very positive. How many general managers call you up during the season, at the end of the season, and say, hey, tell me about this guy? I liked him on your team, or I liked what he did, or, hey, I, I'm, I'm looking for this position. How many kind of phone calls do you get like that during a season? When, when, when I was at OU a lot, and, <laughs> and, and always, inevitably, it would be in the last couple weeks ahead of the draft. And I, I tell this story on my – I have an app, so I, I, I told this on, on my app last week. Inevitably, the day before the draft or two days before the draft, I'd get a call, and it's a Foxborough number. And I don't, I don't answer any numbers I don't recognize, but I'm like, I guarantee it's Coach Belichick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so sure enough, I'll answer it, and it's somebody for him. He, he's right in the next room, and, and he'll, he'll have a list. Of not only the guys on our team that he, that he's looking at, team other guys we competed against and played against at other schools. He wants to know what we thought of him, and and so thorough. And uh, and uh, and then he would say, "Well, these two guys, I I'm, I know we, we're not going to draft, but tell me about them." So, you know, so when someone else drafts them, he knows what they're <sighs> what they're about. I mean, he he takes notes on everything. So. Inevitably, he was one that would always uh, give me a ring and, and want to talk about our players or players, you know, that he knew I, we were familiar with. And it's important for you to be to be honest with those guys, not just trying oh, yeah. to sell them a player so that your university or your team looks good. You're trying you're, you want them to have that rapport, right? Like, Absolutely. Guys think, oh, you're just always going to talk glowingly. If you have if you've been a problem, I'm not going to lie. Because now the Coach Belichick calls me next week, and I lied to him. Or next year, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to want to call me and talk about the guy who did everything the right way. Yeah. So point being, you know, we're very. I was always emphatic that we're going to always stick up for you, but to whatever degrees you you earn or don't earn, you know, we're we're not going to lie to people on on maybe the, some of the problems some guys have had. You just have to face them. Since you're talking about Belichick, are you excited about the prospect of him being your neighbor in a couple more days <laughs> down at I, AT&T Stadium? Listen, I, I uh, hate it for all the Cowboy fans. I really do. I've always made it a point, you know, wherever I have been as a coach, I always root for that local team, you know. So being here all these years and right up the road in, in Oklahoma, I've always been, since I've been here, rooting for the Cowboys and uh, – yeah, I just feel bad. You know, it was just a tough game the other day and hate it for the fans, for sure. Besides the national championship win that you had, what's the win you're most proud about in your career? Um, I'm assuming national championship might be the one, but if yeah, it's not, of course it is. Of course. Texas, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say two things. Would uh, I would say all the, the Big 12 championship games. Um, those aren't easy. You know, I... We won, uh, fortunate, and we won ten in my time there, and we were ten and one in those in those games that decided the championship. Whether it be in the Big Twelve game or a few years we didn't have it, but we got down to the end like with Oklahoma State and won it. So, being ten and one in those Big Twelve championship games is is uh, it's not easy. What's the game in your life that you still think about and go, I just that one hurts so much. Yeah, that would have been the national championship with USC. I mean, they they drilled us, and I, you know, we were we just you know give them all the credit, uh, but I just know we we weren't as good as we could have been, and that that's on me. You know, I've always been crushed uh, by that because I didn't feel we gave it our best effort, and for whatever reason, and uh, you know, it's 
you know, so that that always pains me. I know why it's the right thing to say, give them all the credit, but does that ever hurt you inside when you really want to be like, oh, the hell with USC. We could have won that game if we go back and did it again. No, they were a special team, so you got to give them that. But, uh, but again, I, I, you know, not making it a game of it and not putting our best foot forward, uh, you know, that, that's what hurts. You know, you could, you could take, you know, losing in a tough fashion, but when you feel you've at least given it close to your best, but when you haven't, that, that's, that's what's hard to, to take. You had guys, AD, you know, Roy Williams, all these names that come through the program. Did you keep up with their careers beyond? Like, did you watch them with that same oh, yeah. passion? Like, that's my guy right there. All the time. Yeah. I'm uh, always watched our guys when you could. You know, you're so busy during the year. But, you know, you'll, you'll see the highlights or someone will come in and, you know, update you on who's doing what. And I still do. You know, a lot of these guys that are still in the league, you know, I recruited, you know, to Oklahoma, you know, the guys that have been playing a while now. So I'm always watching them and, and uh, looking for them and want them to do well. Uh, Neville Gallimore was just yep. at uh, our spring or, or a game. Oh, it was a bye week. And I ran into Neville here just a few weeks ago in between, you know, on their bye week. So anyway, I, I, I root for all our guys. So Hall of Fame coach Bob Stoops joining us right now. So you're coaching the Arlington Renegades right now. And unfortunately, I played a lot of AAA baseball, which I would have played a lot more Major League Baseball, but a little bit. And the thing about AAA baseball is nobody really wants to be there. They want to be in the Major Leagues. But the manager of the team has to get those guys to, I understand everybody's goal here, but has to get that also those guys to play as a team. And I'm assuming it can kind of be the same here with the Arlington Renegades. So how is your job maybe a little bit different at OU or maybe similar that you're taking these guys, they still want to play football, they want to play in the NFL, but you also want to get them to play as a team? Yeah, that's a challenge, uh, you know, but usually in football, it's the ultimate team sport. There's so many, you know, 11 guys on the field for each team at the same time. Uh, there's a lot going on. And, and I always say in football, no one's going to do it themselves. Basketball, you might take over a game. You, a pitcher, a pitcher can take over a game. But in football, that's not happening. A quarterback can't take over a game if he's on his back. Uh, on and on. You know, you, you're there, it's the ultimate team sport. And, and guys that played this amount, uh, amount of football know that. Like, we're not getting anywhere by ourselves. So, you know, buy-in. There's, there's, you know, enough to go around for everybody. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's what you teach. And, and uh you know, it last year really wasn't a problem. We uh, end up winning the championship, and uh, guys were really together. You know, throughout, uh, especially the back half of the year, we had a, a quarterback change. Luis Perez came in for us. Yeah, and you talk about team chemistry. For whatever reason, he galvanized the team. Guys, you know, he's the one that brought it all together, and we were kind of fractured ahead of that. And and maybe I didn't do such a good job early in the year. But when he came on board, everybody got on the same page and was really a, a lot of fun to be on the field coaching with those guys. Now, y'all start training camp February 24th, the champion versus champion match that we talked about Saturday, March 30th. I know a lot of this kind of addresses that, but what would you tell people if they're like, yeah, maybe I'll go check it out? Like, what what would you tell people? Come check this product. Out? Well, it's a fun product. These guys are good football players. It's football you're used to watching, uh, you know, the, the only we had a couple subtle changes, like instead of what's more boring than an extra point, right? Right. After a touchdown, well, with us, you go for one, two, or three. 
Yeah. So that that's you know you're getting a football play, not not a not a kick. So um, you know a little bit more excitement that way. All the venues, you know, they they got their beer sales, and it, it, you know by March 30th the weather's going to be better. You know, last right. year we started in February, and it's fun football. You know, Choctaw Stadium, all the people there do a great job. Fun place to to go watch a game and. Uh, you got Texas Live right across the street yes. when, when you get hungry. So, uh, so anyway, it's 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 a fun venue. We appreciate. Well, I have one okay, one for question for, for. Were you shocked that uh, Coach Saban retired? Not really. Um, not that I had any insight whatsoever. But Coach Saban, seventy two, and and he's done it at the highest level for such a long time that at some point, you know, it's and and that's where I got to where. I, I want my own space and my own time, and I, I don't want to have to to answer to somebody every day of my life. And and at some point, you just want to want to do what you want to do. And I, you know, so Coach Saban's in great health at Pierce, so he he's going to go. He's a he's a really good golfer, so I'm sure he'll get get some more of that. So uh, he's been a long time friend, so I'm happy for him and he and his wife Terry, and wish him wish him the best. Man, we wish you the best. Thank you for coming up. Thank you for bringing the XFL trophy yeah, was awesome. up here as well. Hopefully, we'll have a new, different bit of hardware to bring up yeah. after this next season. Well, thanks for having me with the number one daytime show out here in the Dallas area. Boom. <laughs> there you go. It's nice. And everybody who's interested, theufl.com. You can get all kinds of additional information, scheduling. You can get ready for that March 30th game. Everything you need there, theufl.com. Bob Stoops, thank you very much. Good thank sir. you, guys. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.